Hello, I'm Sebastian Marshall. This is the Ultra Working Podcast, and today let's talk about a few things that we've learned organizationally about installing systems. So, you know, by systems, on an organizational level, this can be things around, you know, project management, task management, um, you know, doing standard operating procedures, making current state and future state maps, accounting systems, analytic systems, there's a million of them. Um, and there's a lot of personal equivalents, again, task management, to-do lists, weekly reviews, monthly reviews, various goal-setting processes, nutrition plans, fitness plans. I think we were very hit or miss. We were very hit or miss in installing systems for, you know, when we started out, and I wasn't sure why. And lately, we've gotten pretty good at it. And so I was thinking about why, and I think I got one principle and, and four elements that uh, I think you neglect any of these and uh, the likelihood of a successful installation of a personal organizational system is lower. I'm talking more organizationally, but we'll give some implications for personal systems around nutrition or fitness or goal setting or tracking or whatever um, as well uh, towards the end. So one principle, do it slowly and with serious commitment Four elements, the tools, the theory, training and socialization and an accountability function. All right, so that's what we got. Let's get into it. So, you know, I think it's universally understood there's a lot of power in installing systems in an organization or in your personal life. Um, it lets you do things systematically. It lets you figure out what you want and the right way to do it and to do it methodically. And, you know, most of the people that have um, a good amount of success um, in a field have either some explicitly designed systems or at least implicitly have some, some protocols that they kind of rinse and repeat and use over and over and over again. It doesn't necessarily have to be a formal thing that comes out of the box looking like a system, but, you know, there's these patterns of, um, you know, things being organized and in the right place and happening the right way again and again and again, and that's, that's very powerful, generates predictably whatever the results of the system are, and if they're well designed, then it generates the results you want, Right. But, you know, I, I happen to think, I don't know for sure, but I think the vast majority of attempts to install systems at least underperforms, if not right, fails outright. And it's a common pattern organizationally um, in companies that are trying to scale and, and for individuals as well. So, yeah, we were hit or miss um, until fairly recently, but I think we've gotten pretty good at it and, and disciplined about it. The first thing is a principle. Install systems slowly and with serious commitment. So, you know, when, when we were first scaling up and we'd had some success and, and, you know, we said, Hey, let's, you know, someone was like, Hey, let's do this best practice. Let's put some automation in place or some analytics or whatever. A lot of times, you know, that was suggested by somebody. A lot of us were a lot less experienced then. And we had some junior people on the team and somebody be like, Hey, let's do an analytics thing or whatever. And people just get kind of excited. And I think that's the wrong way um, to go about doing it. I think you should like pick what system you want very carefully. You should think about it very closely and you should be like, all right, like this will be like an uphill fight with bayonets kind of mindset when you come into system installation. If it's not, and if it's easy, great, that's fine. You know, sometimes you get fire extinguishers and smoke detectors and no fire breaks out. But, uh, if fire does break out, you really want to be able to put the fire out, you know, hear the beep, 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 and then get the fire extinguisher and put the thing out, right? So, yeah, I, I think systems installs aren't to be done casually. Now, if you've installed a particular type of system in past organizations multiple times and you're an expert operator or whatever, maybe this doesn't apply. But if it's something new that, that you don't have direct and immediate experience, both installing the tools and not just using them at a past organization, but installing them and getting everybody else using them, if it's organizational, I think you need to plan for it to take a lot longer 
than you would naively maybe think, and, and the commitment level needs to be really, really high with a lot of discipline. Um, yeah, it just takes longer than you'd think. So whatever your natural estimates for how many hours of configuring all the elements of a system, um, how many days it would take to, to roll it out, and whatever your guess is for how many weeks you'd need to monitor it to ensure things are installed correctly, I think you probably wanna multiply those by, by three or four, um, each of those, if it's new, um, and you'll be in the right ballpark. So you have to budget that time in hours in calendar time. And I think you don't do it casually, like, oh, it'd be great if we had XYZ. It's like, well, whenever anyone brings that energy, I'm like, yo, I, do we wanna like take this super seriously and do this or not now? Because usually when somebody suggests a system, it's a good idea, right? It's like usually something that would do something, but it's like, are we willing to put in a ton of work? You, you know, you, you wouldn't haphazardly build an airport. You know, I guess we'll throw an air traffic control tower over there and dig out a runway and maybe put a hangar with some, some fuel pumps for jet fuel. It's, you wouldn't do that. You'd like design airports and think about it and think about how the planes land and, and get all the call signs correct, you, you, you know. So, and I think with any sort of system that's non-trivial at all, you, you want to have a bit of a I'm building an airport mindset, not a like screw it, let's throw something together mindset, which is tough for like scrappy, fast moving people of which, uh, you know, that's how we started out. It's like it's real scrappy, fast moving. OK, now let's be scrappy over here. It's like, no, 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 then we slow down and we'd be really deliberate. That's like we're putting an airport there and then all the planes to crash into each other. All right. So that that's the principle. Install systems slowly and with serious commitment. Then having thought about it a lot, I think there's four elements you need. Tools, theory, training, socialization, accountability. And it's interesting, you see people pay attention and neglect these to different extents. So the tools are the most straightforward thing. Most systems these days are run through computers. Um, obviously some people use, uh, you know, uh, pin boards with cards on them still physically. Some people do some certain stuff in physical notebooks. They don't have to be computer systems, but usually computer systems these days. Um, you wanna choose the right one that might be the, the thing that grows with you that's really good, that might be a really simplified version. You know, there's like a, lot of, a lot of trade-offs. I don't have a lot to say right now about evaluating tools to find the one that's a, a good fit. There's, that's topic's been covered a lot, but I think that's only the starting point. I think people pick a tool, they get excited about it, um, and often neglect the other points. Theory, I think, is really important. Why are we using this tool? What do we want it to produce? Why are we installing the system? You know, it sounds obvious, but um, I think people can have radically different answers to this question. And, and I think this, this gets screwed up a lot. I, I think this is like a subtle, sneaky thing. Because like, hey, we're gonna install project management and projects are gonna go more smoothly. What's more smoothly? Like that can mean a lot of different things, right? So in a project management system, it could be used to help other people get visibility into your work, or it could be useful for you to do the work yourself, or it could be both, or it could be doing something else entirely, right? So if you think it's just for you as a helper tool, but it's actually so other people know when like handoffs are coming and they can plan their days and their weeks because you're gonna hand something off to them that's their thing to do next, you know, it's it's very possible that you're like, well, I'm not going to record all the details in there because I've already got it under control on my own. Then you have an incomplete system because the point of it was to get visibility for your colleagues, not for yourself, for your self-management. And like, I, I don't know, this sounds dumb, but I think this happens a lot, right? Um, you know, with something like an analytics or a metrics, right? Um, you look at them and you're like, okay, like, what do we, what do, we do with this? Um, and, you know, do you want to look at the analytics and metrics as a way to prioritize um, what you want to do. Do you want to look for anomalies, good or bad, that jump out? Do you want to pick one thing up and tune them up? Um, or is it just like, a, you know, just in ensuring that everything is going well, right? Because if it's just that, then, you know, sometimes people will look at them two, three times in a row and they'll be like, we're not making decisions off of these. 
Um, and then the whole install the system and then get it used thing doesn't happen, right? And and I, I think there's a very common pattern, right? So somebody's, you know, wants it as just like a health and safety check, like, hey, just make sure the trains are on the tracks. Somebody else thinks, hey, maybe it's a decision-making tool, then you don't make decisions using it immediately. You know, it can it can kind of go south. Like, Why are we even doing this? And it kind of usage falls off and, and so on and so forth. So I think you really need to get like, this is exactly why we're using it, exactly what we want it to produce and, you know, talk with, with other people like, hey, do you know why we're doing this? And you'll often get some kind of like hazy, truish answers. Hey, we're doing a project management system. Why? Uh, well, it's so our projects go more smoothly. Like that's not good enough of an answer, right? Is that so that we catch it if something is getting into a red area where it's going to be late? Is that so that we prioritize better? Is that so we know how much time is already allocated going forwards? Um, and then we're going to use that and make adjustments every Friday or every Monday or whatever. You really need to get the theory down because there's a lot of tools and systems that could do a lot of different jobs. And making sure everybody that's going to be using it is clear about like what job we want it to do. Um, so we all optimize for that and, and also buy into it and understand how it's going to make our lives better, our organization better and whatever is really important. Training and socialization. So this might sound too obvious to mention, but um, people get it wrong. So let's mention it. Different people's minds work totally differently. I mean like a lot differently, like radically differently. Like like other people's minds are so freaking different from your own that it is uh, staggering. And, and, and the more I look into this, the more I think it's even more and more and more true. And you'll never know for sure, right? Because you can only talk to another person and get their experience and you'll probably try to relate it back to your own. But all the research I show is like people probably process information radically differently with different activations of different brain regions. They have, um, you know, different dominant models of perceptions. I think people uh, feed sensory data differently. I think they filter sensory data differently, and then they orient and connect it to different things. People's minds are totally very different. So as directly applicable to systems uh, and installing new tools and systems on a team um, or for yourself to adopt tools and systems that other people have built, you know, someone will see a user interface on a new tool and can immediately correctly infer a lot of what the tool does through some mix of past experience and how their mind works. But many people cannot. And some people are more comfortable than others diving in and playing around. And I think you just have to own that. Some people are like, cool, let's tinker, you know, like you get a shipment of 12 fire extinguishers, they pull one out and they're like, you know, and they like spray this foam around. And other people are like, well, I don't want to break this. I don't want to screw this up, you know. So your fire extinguishers might be like, good to go right out of the box. You don't need to test them, you don't need to do anything with them, but there's like a little clip in there or something that you should pull out before you mount them on a wall, right? And some people will like read the manual very carefully, identify that, carefully pull one out. Some people will just start screwing around with the thing. Some people are like, I don't want to touch that, I could break it. That I don't want to touch that, I could break it pattern. I think like a large percentage of people have, and typically those aren't the tinkering people that are building systems. So, okay, so what do we do? Um, I think in a group setting, you definitely want to um, have training and, and what I would call training here would be um, having somebody that really understands the system at a pretty deep level uh, do guided walkthroughs, explain the purpose and do guided walkthroughs and then have people interact with it in real time where they add some stuff to it that's ideally not like dummy data but like real stuff that they're actually doing um, added to and interacted with the system um, and do that at least once and maybe a couple times. Then on top of that like if like the people that are most I don't know, anxious about interacting with a system. Like, I don't want to break this. I don't know. It's overwhelming. It's so complex. I don't I don't want to like click the wrong thing and screw it up. Those people probably also make sense to give them like a one-on-one, -on -one, hey, let's sit down. 
that could be before or after a more of a group style training um, and, and, and really engage with them. And, you know, some of this can be done with like an explainer video or something depending on the complexity level, but I think nothing beats interaction with a skilled user of something in front of you. And I, I think you just have to budget time for this and oftentimes people don't. The real magic is when training happens enough that enough people in a group are comfortable with something, so it starts getting socialized throughout a team. So we have the agreements tracker at Ultraworking. Every time we make a significant agreement, we put on the agreements tracker with who it's accountable to and a definition of done. And uh, yeah, we installed that and it was a lot of work to install. It was more than you would think, but now we use it and it's great. Um, we, we set a target the first month we did it of 100% unbroken commitments. Um, and there's a, you can renegotiate the agreements in there and there's like an exact process for what to do if you see that the target isn't hittable, what to do, right? So we installed that. Um, so I did some light training on that, Lee did some training on that, Andy Banyas did some training on that. Um, for people and some mentorship, we like grabbed people, we kind of showed them as we were building it out, what it would look like, got some feedback, got everybody on that. I think when you know something's gonna stick is when it gets socialized throughout the team. So when people that weren't involved in the building of the system are like, hey, add that to the agreements tracker. Like, hey, your definition of done here is kind of unclear on the agreements tracker. So once people are kind of cross-training each other and using a tool and socializing it throughout a team, um, and the best practices are getting shared automatically and people are prompting each other to use it and to get better at using it, then, then I think you've, you're well on the way to winning if you haven't won already um, at installing that. Um, so, you know, once the majority of people on a team are using it and having a good time, sharing and prompting others to use it tends to stick. Finally, an accountability function. For a long time, I neglected this. Um, and you can kind of sort of neglect it if your team is small enough and everyone is highly conscientious. But as your team gets bigger, look, things go wrong. Um, you know, at any given time, some percentage of people are having some sort of illness or injury or, or they got to take care of their family or something. And, you know, statistically, if you're rolling out a new system that's that's going to happen to somebody the first week or the second week the system's rolled out and then that person kind of is left in the lurch or whatever, right? Or, you know, people get busy and, and sometimes doing something a new way is like, this is unfamiliar. I just want to get it out the door the old way um, and so on, right? So... You know, I think you need an accountability function. I need you have somebody watching the system and ensuring there's usage and being its advocate. Um, and this is like triply true for systems that have, um, like they're good for you, but not essential, nothing breaks if you don't use them, but they're good for you type systems. You need to have somebody really uh, being the accountability function for that system um, and ensuring everybody use it and just being real polite and friendly and sending a polite, friendly message um, if somebody's not using it, right? So yeah, to give yourself the best chance of a system getting installed, I think you need all four. I think you need the tools, the theory, the training, the socialization, the accountability. Different types of people neglect different elements of this, right? So, so a lot of engineers just love tools and messing around with tools and configuring tools and whatever. And like the theory might be like so obvious from engineering training that, that they don't bother making it explicit and communicating about that. And then training is like, well, just figure it out. It's logical, right? Um, and they might not assign any accountability at all to it. That's a pattern that I've seen. Um, some people are much more conceptual. I lean very, very heavily on the theory side of things. I want people to really deeply understand um, why we're doing something. I maybe invest less time than I should um, sometimes in researching what tools to use and configuring them just right. Um, I'm, I'm big on training. I, I was not big on accountability, right? And, um, you know, you see people that have like a training first mindset, um, as well, and, and you also see people that are accountability first. Actually, ironically, if you had to pick one, you'd probably pick accountability first, because if there's somebody that's uh, appropriately thoughtful and, and persistent, 
um, and has some decent people skills and they're just like using the thing, using the thing, using the thing, you know, that, that would maybe work. But I think all four of them give you your best shot. I also think this is informative as to why it can be sometimes hard to get personal systems going. If you're setting up a system for yourself, you certainly have the ability to get the theory and the tools down, but you often lack the training and socialization elements as well as accountability, right? So if you're setting up a, um, a nutrition plan or a running plan for yourself, like nobody's going to get on you um, if you get it wrong and, and little things come up, you know? So if you have a running mileage plan, right, where, you know, one week you run whatever, 10 miles, and the next week you run 15 miles and you're ramping up. And then you, you know, whatever, you get like a minor injury. You, 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 you snub your toe really bad or twist your ankle a little bit. Like, what do you do to reset it? Like, your spreadsheet might not account for what to do. And, you know, a veteran person would be like, okay, just rerun the other week or drop back down a week. Like, there's some probably some correct answers here. But you might have, like, built a, a system, a running plan tracker that doesn't account for what you do if you have injured. There's no rules around it. That's how these things tend to die. Right. So, you know, in a setting where there's training and socialization and accountability, if someone's like, hey, why aren't you on your running plan? Oh, well, I tweaked my ankle. Oh, OK, OK, OK. Create a new running plan that's a shorter one that, that ramps up and, and, and mark the old one as injured or just write a null on that week and drop down to or whatever. But we're often lacking those, you know, and me personally, a lot of times I've successfully installed personal systems or when I learned them and the usage of them from someone that was skilled um, and then would check in with them once a week for a little while until it was working and that and that helped a lot. So I, I think this is something to think about. Organizationally, I think it's one principle um, and, and four elements, right? Do it slowly with serious commitment and then you want tools. So that's the straightforward part. Theory, everybody understanding it. Training, training I would say in this case is from a skilled operator and socialization together. Socialization is when everybody else is kind of learning, getting comfortable and sharing amongst themselves and some accountability. Um, and I think that gives you your best chance of success. In personal systems, I think it's worth also going through and if you're missing any of these elements, either uh, harnessing and, 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 and getting them online somehow um, and asking someone to be accountability for you or checking in with somebody or whatever. Um, and, and also, even personally, sometimes, you know, sometimes in a group setting, it's easier to get clear about the theory with yourself, you know, if you're installing, you know, a budgeting tool. Right. There's a lot of different reasons you'd want to do budgeting. Right. And sometimes people aren't exactly clear on what the goal of budgeting is. Like, do you want to be like uh, all of a sudden like a super saver and save an 80 percent of your income? Or do you want to divert your spending to categories that are more enjoyable to yourself? The most fun budgeting I ever had was when I had a budget for how much money I could spend every single week and everything that I came in below my budget, so, so above that budget and, and cash was like savings and investments, but everything below, right? So if my budget was, I don't remember exactly what it was, but uh, I don't know, let's say it was $1,500. Um, if I spent $1,000 in a week instead of $1,500, at whatever the budget was, then I could throw 500 bucks in a do something fun um, account. And that's all I did. And so then whenever that account filled up, I would like go buy an iPhone, go buy a computer, go buy some super high-end um, leather boots that I still have many years later, go buy like a super high-end special forces quality rucksack that's like super cool. Um, and, and so that's one thing that I did with the budgeting tool. So the theory behind it was, hey, here's my number that I'm not going to go above no matter what, right? Um, and then I had cash over and beyond that, there'd be savings and investments and whatnot. But the more I could stay below that number, right, the more I could stay below that number, 
you know, the more that I could do stuff that I like, right? So I could go out to, you know, a $50 dinner or, you know, I could buy one, you know, one quarter, 25% of this $200 really sweet backpack that I want to get. So once I got clear that that was the theory, that system worked like magic because the more I could suppress my spending and spend a little less and put a little less cash out, the more like fun toys that I got to buy instead of just eating out at restaurants and things like that, right? So clarifying that personal theory for myself, you know, made a big difference um, in installing that. Sometimes we don't get the theory on our own. And then on top of that, um, training socialization accountability are often lacking when we install personal systems. So I think that's worth considering across the board. If you're doing a personal systems install, you need the right tool. You want to get more clear than you think you need to get, either individually for individual systems or for a team on the theory. Like, why exactly are we doing this? And like, projects go more smoothly is not a good answer to that. Uh, training, formally from a skilled user, socialization, people sharing with each other that's in a team setting, can be worthwhile to try to replicate something like that. If you have a friend or a mentor or somebody that will look out for you a little bit um, and show you the ropes that knows the stuff already. And then an accountability function. And again, oftentimes people lack that. Um, when they're doing personal systems installs. Um, and and they, they lack it sometimes on Teams too. And, and when we neglected that, it was a dice roll as to whether system got online. And when somebody was going to watch it like a hawk for the first four to eight weeks uh, to really ensure it gets running, then it's we've been very successful at installing systems since then. So give it some thought. I think this is a useful and important topic. If you have any other thoughts, those are the four that I came up with. If, if you have a fifth one, there very well might be. Feel free to let us know. Podcast at ultraworking.com. There's a lot of people that are into systems theory and systems thinking um, that listen to the podcast. So yeah, shoot us an email. Um, if you have any thoughts on the topic, by all means, feel free to share this with a friend of yours. If they've tried many, many times to install some various personal systems and failed, this might be useful for them. Appreciate you sharing the podcast around. And then yeah, apply these things. Uh, kind of little mental checklist for them the next time you go to get an individual or group system online. I think your odds of success go up considerably. As always, thank you for listening. This was the Ultra Working Podcast. Be well.